Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is Matt Steinmetz of Steining Guru. 12 to 3 on 95-7 the game. Now back to Willard and Dibs. What you, guys, what do you got? Dibs, Willard, what do you got? 49ers, Giants, Warriors. Steiny rejoins. Can we go back to Wiseman? I mean, this is James Wiseman. Thank you. Man. <laughs> um playing tonight for Detroit. Lock in league pass. Lock, Pistons basketball. Lock in, not dub nation. Um James Wiseman and the the Detroit experience starts now. Yeah, I'll check that out. That'll be interesting. Um, More interesting than watching uh, the Warriors play defense. For sure. Uh, Programming note, by the way, when it also comes to Steiny, Steiny and I will be hosting together next Monday. No chance. One day only. There is no chance that that's actually happening. One night only. Get your tickets now. What's the time schedule? 10 to 2. I will we're going to a three-show three holiday format. Yeah, yeah, we're nice. we're, we're gonna we're gonna run the, we're gonna run the three-four because you forgot to take the we're day off. We're gonna run the three-four. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's a company Who's driving holiday. that show, by the way. Uh, what's that, Steiny? Who's driving that show, by the way? Boy, Boy that's I a mean, great question. I, I, uh, listen, when I always feel collide. I feel like when alphas get into a room, the uh, it, it it works itself out, and and we will find out who the real alpha is. That's that's all. <laughs> I yeah. would like you to host. Yeah. Quite okay. frankly, there it is. All right. Done. Good deal. I'm producing that show. You're driving, Mark. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, done. Done. I accept the physical challenge. Man. I accept it. I'm off that day. and uh, yes, That's why it's happening. Yes, yeah, you're off. I, I won't <laughs> we're miss. Not just, we're not just moving you. Uh, I to, won't miss a minute of that. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Where's my script? Yes, you will. Hi, I'm Dan Dibley. And uh, you're listening to Willard and Steiny on 95.7 The Game. I know. When I listen to radio, I turn on Willard and Steiny on 95.6 The Game. What? Oh, wait. Redo it. Is it Steinyard or Wilmetz? Triple eight nine five seven. So it is Warrior Wednesday. It's brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, a trusted name since nineteen twenty two. Visit Freeman'sAppliance.com today. We'll get back to Warriors in a second. I, I saw this and I wonder what you think, Dibs. It's a little like, you know, interesting. Talk Jason, to me. Jason La Confora. Hour ago. More than one NFL general manager came away from the senior bowl fairly convinced that Justin Fields will be dealt. Wow. Okay. Huh. Like the to whom and for what? I mean, the quarterback is Eberflus still there? Eberflus is still there. You didn't draft Justin Fields. You sure didn't. No, you sure okay. didn't. I just maybe I feel this way every Valentine's Day, but man, the quarterback carousel this year. 
Holy smokes, the quarterback carousel this year. Ah, what do you mean? No big I, names are flying around. I mean, Brady retiring. Brady's gone. Rogers, ayahuasca. Rogers could be dealt. The, Stafford, my neck and my back. There's Lamar Jackson situation. Yeah. Now you got Justin Fields rumors. You got the top 10 in the draft where nine of them need a quarterback Pretty in much. a really good quarterback draft. Um, you have an entire conference that is almost devoid of quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, pretty um, much. Derek Carr opted out. Derek Carr yesterday. is available as a free agent. Happy Quarantine's Day. The uh the 49ers are technically the NFC favorite and couldn't even tell you which cheap quarterback they're gonna use. Oh, it's Jimmy G. <laughs> He's back. Garoppolo is running around sure, out there. Exactly. Spadona's over there, like trying not to barf with where he knows this conversation's gonna go over the next three months, which is if the Raiders choose Jimmy Garoppolo, are they actually better or worse than they ever were with Derek Carr? That's an interesting question. We can throw that at Chris Rose in 53 minutes. Okay. Um, what do you think? Worse. Worse? Yeah. Yes. I think I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Derek kind Carr... Kind of circumstantial, but yeah. Derek Carr's course has been run, his race has been run, but I look at the way he played last year and the last couple of years, and I don't think that he was the problem with that team. And that's me, a guy who didn't watch every single snap of Raider football. Yeah. You got uh, you had a defense that was unable to really make the important stops when you needed to. And you had a health, health issues on the offense. I, I thought Derek Carr was fine. And if you want to do better, Raiders... Then you better do better. Yeah, I think I think fine is a good word, and fine is often not that good of a word. Do you know right. what I mean by that? Like, I mean, fine works for the Niners because everything else around them was so good that Jimmy Garoppolo could be. He was fine. Yeah, sometimes it was good. It wasn't good enough. Uh, but I, the, the word fine, you know this. We joke about it all the time. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Oh hell, what's wrong? Yeah, like tell fine, me. fine, fine ain't great. And so if Derek Carr was fine, that's not great, especially if Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert are in your division. And maybe a rebirth Russell Wilson will find out. Like, that's not good enough. And so Derek Carr, you're right. He was fine. He's a good player. I think he is, uh, my favorite new phrase, uh, risk-averse. I think that was Derek's problem. Yeah. Derek took the easy way out on too many plays. Doesn't mean he's a bad player. Um not turning the ball over is a really good thing for a quarterback. But I think that that's what, even though it was only one game, I think that that's what caught the 49ers off guard with Jarrett Stidham. I think they did a ton of tape on the Las Vegas Raiders, and then they got to the game, and by no way, shape, or form did they think somebody was going to come out and start slinging it downfield. They were jamming up the short area of the field because that's what the Raiders used. And then Stidham was like, well, I ain't got nothing to lose. Right. I'm going to huck it downfield. And he kept throwing it over everybody's head, and it kept working. And so the Niners weren't ready for that, and I thought it was actually uh, a story about Derek Carr. It's like that's a, Derek wouldn't take chances down the field, and in that division, and in the NFL, quite frankly, yeah. you got to do that. And maybe Derek had gotten to a point where he's starting to see ghosts because the amount of punishment he has taken in his NFL career, and we'll see where he ends up going, but... To your point, the quarterback carousel has been dramatic, and I look forward to hearing from Chris Rose to figure out not only where Derek Carr lands, who Vegas quarterback will be, where does Jimmy G go, the draft picks, and all, Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of movement. Aaron Rodgers, does he right. go back to Green Bay? And I think ultimately Aaron Rodgers might dictate the way all this goes. 
where he goes, maybe the dominoes fall from yeah. there. I mean, is he available or not? He's got his darkness retreat coming up this week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. when nothing happens until uh, the wizard comes from back behind the right. curtain, and then and then we go from there. Um, all right, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. So there's all these stats out there, and and they all sort of point to the same thing. But can I go back to a former Warriors conversation for a moment? Sure. Uh, I got a little riddle for you. What do the Charlotte Hornets, the Orlando Magic, the Indiana Pacers, the Chicago Bulls, the Los Angeles Lakers, um, the Portland Blazers, the Oklahoma City Thunder, all have in common? They all oh, no! They all stink, Mark. That is correct. Can you come up with another one? Uh, they all give up a ton of points. Um, kind of. Um, they all have more road wins than the Golden State Warriors. Oh, geez. Those are the worst teams in the NBA, not mm. named the Spurs and Rockets. And by the way, I didn't bring up the Pistons either, but they've got the exact same road record as the Golden State Warriors. Our Pistons. So, uh, right, exactly. James Wiseman. Don't miss a minute. Boy, that defense, it travels. So, I, I, I just, the conversation sort of went away from the whole road thing. When the Warriors started to look a little bit better on the road a couple of weeks ago, but it, 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 yeah, I'm still mindful here because these things are all tied together. When when, it, when a team is actually a contender, they can travel. When they actually defend, they can travel. Offense is harder on the road, but defense is what keeps you in games. Experience is what keeps you in games. These are all the things that were characteristic of the Warriors. They have now become, you could make the case based on their ability, the worst road team in the entire National Basketball Association. And it just goes to the point we're all sort of feeling right now. I don't know how this team wins a playoff series. I, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Well, I you know that they've won a playoff game on the road in every series correct. in their history. Right. And, and that's and, how they've done it. And no one's ever beaten them at full strength. Exactly. But it's going to happen at some point, and it right. certainly feels like this is the year. It's feeling more and more like it's the year, but honestly, Mark, I feel more... I think it's more likely that this is not the year based on the fact that they don't even make it in the playoffs. And You think they're going to miss the I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. They might make the ins. I don't think they're going to make the offs. And right now, you're sitting huh. in, in the nine spot. Right now, you are in the ins. You're not in the offs. And you are a game and a half back of Dallas in terms of being a playoff team. So if you finish it, finish it nine right now, you would host Utah. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. got to win that game. You got to win and then win again. Then you play the loser of Minnesota New Orleans on the road. You got to win again. So right now well, you're win, in a the spot. The winner of that one. You'd have to play the winner of that one. You'd have to play the loser of that one. The winner of that one goes in. Oh, you're in. right. My bad. You're no, right. you're right. You're right. So but as the 9 seed, you would have to win back-to-back play in games, which as I recall, last time they were in the play-in scenario, they lost back-to-back games as the 9 seed. So I think it's more likely that they don't make the offs than it is that they do make the offs. Right now, they are locked in playinville, and if you're in a play-in scenario right now, I don't love your chances to your point of being a road team going on the road at 7-22. and 22. So right now, you host Utah at Chase. Okay, you win. Then you go and you face either Minnesota or New Orleans on the road. Those are both... 
good home teams, yeah. and you're a terrible road team. I don't think they're going to be the nine seed. I get where you're coming from. I, right I'm now, just saying right now. Right. They're even with Minnesota in the loss column. They've played two fewer games. Right. New Orleans is only a game ahead and has lost Zion. I know the Warriors Oklahoma are without... Oklahoma City tied with you in the loss column if we want to play the loss column Yeah, game. absolutely. Right. And and the Blazers are only one back. The Lakers are, are two back. So, yeah. I, I like still Don't not, sleep on the Lakers. No, I'm going to sleep on the Lakers. You've been trying to sleep on the Lakers for the, a long the, time. The Lakers are not going to the playoffs. <laughs> But, but but anyway, uh, point being, I, I still, especially, you get the all-star break, if a short time after that, if Steph can return, like, there, there's all the same things that were in place last year, which is, if they're blessed with health at the right time, sure. they're, they're, I think they're going to overwhelm those teams. However, here's where I will agree with you. It is very much, and we probably lost the view of this at the trade deadline. Here's my new trade deadline takeaway. The trade deadline was not about who's going to represent the West in the NBA Finals. Durant and Kyrie. Here's what it's about. It made it much more likely that the Warriors are going to be in the play-in tournament. Because if you look at the way this is taking shape, who are the six teams? We know Denver, Memphis, Sacramento. We already knew that. But that logjam is starting to get a tiny bit of separation. And who are the three teams? Suns, Clippers, Mavericks, talent, 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 added, acquisition, added, added, acquisition, exactly. acquisition. So if I ask you right now. So how are you going to catch those teams? The most likely of the three. You're a playoff team, you're a play-in team, or I'm out. How would you rank the three possibilities right now in order? I think the Warriors are going to be the seven or the eight seed. Play-in. And be in the play-in tournament, but they'll be in What's that first What's the next game. most likely? That they make it as a top six or... I'm out. And this is this is where I'm putting you on the spot still, a little bit. I still think that, that it's more... They have more, a better chance I of being a top more, six than being the 11. More likely to squeeze into the six seed than to be the 11, yes. Okay. I do not see Portland, OKC, or the Lakers, um, and one of the currently, you know, Utah. Like, I do not see two teams right. coming in out of that group and knocking the Warriors out of this entire Okay. And I would, I, go, I would go the other way. I think it's more likely that they are the 11 seed than it is that they are the sixth seed. It's and that, close. It is. It's close. I mean, they've got 13 road games left, and you're 7-22 and 22 on the road. So if we were to extrapolate, which would be an extrapolation sensation, sensation. As, as you what well know, you would give them four more road wins based on how they've done this year. Yeah. So now you are 11-30. and 30. It, It's hard to even say that with a straight face. Well, I so mean, you wind up the year 11-30 and 30 on the road, that would mean you would need to be 30 and 11 at home to be a 500 ball club, which is where they are. That would mean you go 8 and 4 at home. If they're healthy, they will. But I don't know how quickly Curry's coming back. Right. And I don't know if what Draymond says right here, I don't know how much truth is involved in this. Our defense isn't very good. Kind of been a story all year, and you got to do something to fix it. it. It has to come from within. Defense is all about a will, a want to defend. Defense isn't fun. Just got to want to do it if you want to win. And we have it. Okay, so if the Warriors just want it, then it'll come. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I buy that. I'm, I'm open to it. They're going to have to prove that. But obviously, there's some truth to one thing he's saying. Their defense is bad. But the other side he's saying is, is we just need to we need to go within and we need to find the strength to go want to do this and then it'll be better. I don't know. That that's gonna have to be proven. Well that's a good first step. 
is to actually want to do it. And whether or not you have the ability to do it, you have to want to do it. And he's right. Defense isn't fun. Defense is a trip to the dentist. And shout out the two dentists that I met at Starbucks this morning, both diehard listeners. Uh, They're a couple. They're both dentists. They work for two different practices, and they have beautiful teeth. Going to the dentist is not fun. Nobody likes going to the dentist, but you have to do it if you want good teeth, and you want to have good teeth so you don't have mouth pain. That's defense. Did you ask those dentists at Starbucks if putting vanilla in your latte every day is bad for your teeth? I was busy sucking on a sugar cube, so I didn't think that was the right time to go and go ahead and do that. Hey, look, boys and girls, it's BPA. Hi, BPA. My man. What are you doing? Uh, sorry, Will, just listening to your uh, sort of denial take on uh, the state of the Warriors. But uh, well, What's the denial yeah, take? I mean, what's what's the denial longest take? Longest river in the world, by the way, denial. Yep. It is. Um, you know, I mean, they're not, they're just not a good basketball team, and they really weren't a good basketball team when everyone was healthy <laughs> because they play, they don't play any defense, and we have, you can say it's, it's Will, but, I mean, we have in our top eight in our rotation, about half play no defense. So Jordan Poole plays no defense. He makes no effort defensively. Right? It's just you can't it's not a winning basketball player. Like guys like Lamb and Jerome and God bless their sort of they're gonna both win participation trophies this year. They're terrible defensive players. Terrible. Wiggins and Clay have not been good. They're not terrible. They're okay to bad this year. And then you have Draymond and, and Looney are still good defenders. I would say Draymond's not super plus-plus, but he's still a good defender. But that's two good defensive players in the rotation. And that, that's why, like, to me, Poole's just Poole's not a winning basketball player. He played $145 million, and it's ole. He does not care on defense. Just wave him by. It's a turnstile. And so, hey, I appreciate the four titles, and hey, if they're not serious about winning titles anymore, that's great. I'd, you know, to each their own. But like to say that nobody on the buyout market could help this team when you're 29 and 29 and you're giving up 130 plus and you defend nobody. You don't think Patrick Beverly could help us as a on well a point of attack defender? Yeah, no, no. So, so, but help do what? I guess BPA. That would be my question. If I'm going to use your premise that this team isn't even close and they're just flat out bad then, yeah, you're not going to go find somebody on the buyout market that's going to suddenly make them a contender. You're, they're, they're, they're not one buyout player away. Do you think that? He's gone. Okay. Um, right? Like, you can't come in and be like, look, here's the deal. They stink, and they're not making the playoffs. But the buyout market, the buyout market? Who's available? Give me the one time in the history of the NBA that somebody was just middling around, and then on the buyout market, they got one player and went, boom, chip. Right, especially a (laughs) team in this spot. Like, if Phoenix was to get one player, like, let's just say it's Serge Ibaka. I'm not totally aware of buyout market-wise who's available, but if you're a team like Phoenix, you might be one player away from going from a three or a four seed to being the best in the West and actually making it happen. If you're a Warriors team right now, you're not one player away from making a move and, you know, being all of a sudden now 
We're a championship contender. And by the way, you acquired that player in a trade at the deadline and come to find out he's not able to play. And he might not play at all this year. And so we all thought that when the trade happened, okay, GP2, he's a guy who helps you. He's an actual defensive piece who you can put on the floor and depend on. Come to find out, well, he's not going to be able to play for a month or maybe longer? Well, this is what I will still hold on to, and you can call me overly optimistic if you want. It doesn't really I'll do bother the name me. Call yeah, here. well, I just look. It's only February 15th. So we're it's a looking, special day well, on well, the calendar, as you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's our half birthday. Uh, yeah, I don't acknowledge it. But, but anyway, Kyle and I both acknowledge it. Good for you. Half the show is realizing that today, a bigger day than yesterday. Yeah, good for you. Anyway, great for um, us. So uh, it's a concocted corporate holiday. That's what it is, Tibbs. That was yesterday. Oh, sorry. I got Today's confused. a special reflection <laughs> on uh, we're halfway around the sun toward the real glorious day well, on the calendar. Kyle Thank Shanahan you. does not even know if you're going to make it to your birthday Man, so we'll, we'll see he's a hater um anyway point he's being not the only one it's february 15th and therefore is there reason to hope i'm not going to say reason to believe is there reason to hope that five weeks from now when the playoffs still have not started that the warriors could be comprised of a healthy steph curry a clay thompson who plays back-to-backs andrew wiggins back looking like some form of last year. Um, GP2 getting mixed into the rotation alongside Dante DiVincenzo. This is so good. But what, But is it reasonable to hope for that? It's not like you can't tell me that won't happen. Right. You can't tell me that won't happen. It might. It happened you last year. You asked me a question, and the answer it, is no. Why? It's not reasonable to hope that. Why? Because you're asking for all those things to come to pass in order to maybe then be, and by the way, the playoffs will begin two months from today. Right, but what what So you're asking for five different things to all happen. But none of them are are like even a little bit wild. They're actually literally what should happen. Well, let's take them one at a time. Okay, Clay Thompson playing back-to-backs. It just happened. Right. So why can't that happen a month from now? Oh, it can happen. And more importantly, and you said, you know, six weeks I said five weeks. I said five, yeah. So let's say April 1st, which is two weeks to go until the playoffs start. The playoffs start two months from today. All right, April 1. Clay Thompson playing back-to-backs backs sure he can play back to back quite frankly by then who cares you've only got a handful of games left before there are no back to backs right and clay thompson right? playing back to backs fine i'll give you back to backs and they only have two or three more left in the schedule and in the playoffs there are no back to backs so to me that's a 2 on a scale of 1 okay. to 10 in terms of import let's go steph steph curry back at full health by april 1 I'll give you a seven out of that. That's important. I mean, well, no, not just important. Like, very, very likely, right? It's it's very likely. Very, very likely. Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, Steph Curry, when he's been fully healthy this year, you've been, wait for it, a 500 team. This is fair. So, I mean, it's not like Steph Curry, you're not 31 and 12. This is not Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. No, you know what I mean? He's need- not Jimmy Garoppolo this year. No, I when know. When he plays... You're mediocre. But when he doesn't I, play, you're mediocre. I'm interested in this, and I don't have this in I'm front of me. I'm fascinated by this. No, but how many games have the Warriors played this year? Steph, Clay, Dre, Andrew, Jordan, all of them. Full availability. How many games has that been? I'd have to Google it, but probably I would say 15 to 20. Okay, so that's it. And are they 15 and 1? They're probably 8 and 8. Maybe. Maybe they are, but that's also a small sample. 
What I'm basically saying is, could that be the case on April 1, just like it was last year? Yeah. And oh, by the way, the other one we didn't do, GP2. Mixed into the rotation, which right. has not happened, of course, at all this year. I would put that at a one in terms of likelihood. GP2 was, he's out a month, and he might actually be out two months. And if he's out two months, he's not back until the playoffs. So Yeah, but we don't have reason to believe that either. He hasn't played all year. The only time he played was when Bob Baffert right. ginned him up right. with LASIK, right. and they trotted well, him out there. Doc Pandy in an hour. I, I can't I don't wait. Know, I don't know what to know about the GP2 thing. I know that it's a reevaluation sensation in a month, right? and I know that April 1st is more than a month. So and maybe. the other piece is K Wig is back on the air. Well, the guy plays once a week. Um, it's all sponsored by AC Transit. Let's get Matt Barnes into this conversation. We'll do that next on Willard and Dips. Now back to Will and Dibby on ninety five seven. The game. We got some voices that are about to come on this show, okay? I'm ready. Maddie Barnes, Chris Rose, Doc Pandia on Steph Curry, GP2, Brock Purdy. All of that is uh, exactly an hour away. Uh, but let's rock this thing right now with one of our absolute favorites. Matt Barnes jumps on the show here on Withered and Dibs, 95.7 The Game. Hey, Matt, what's cooking? How you doing, man? I'm good. I was just about to play a little round of golf, but I'm going to talk to you guys real quick before that. Oh, fancy. Where are you playing? Uh, man, just around the corner. I'm, I'm in the Valley in LA, so just a little local course. Okay, man. Hit them straight. Uh, we appreciate you jumping on and giving us some time. Uh, Draymond Green said it last night that uh, defense is just a matter of want to, and so far this Warrior team has not wanted to. Um, you know the defense this team has played in the last decade. You were a part of it in one season. What, what's, your, what's your view on what's happened with this group? Uh, I just feel like this season more than ever, uh, Steve Kerr and his organization is really trying to see what they have in their younger guys. And we all know that, you know, offense comes naturally to a lot of young players, and, and defense is, is something that takes time. Um, you know, obviously the team needs to play some kind of defense that they expect to make first and foremost the playoffs, uh, but any kind of run in the playoffs. So I just think it's more understanding that, you know, our, our big three, so to speak, are, are... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Older, 
and we can't ride them how we how we rode them in the past. And we have to see what we have in our young players. And you know, they, they've shown spurts of it, but not consistent. And the spurts have been, uh, like you said, more offensively than defensively in terms of what they've been able to bring. Is defense something that you can throw the switch on? Because we all talk about championship pedigree and this team being able to flip that switch. Can they all of a sudden become a good defensive team overnight? Uh, I don't know if it, it happens overnight. I, I think you have to see it. I, I think obviously this last stretch of you know, 20, 25 games, I'm not sure how many games they have, is where they're really going to have to lock in carryover from not only practice but game to game. Um, obviously, I think re-signing GP was a huge deal because uh, he was a very solid defensive role player. Obviously, not knowing how long he's going to be out will, will, will you know, kind of hurt this team a little bit. But, you know, defense is not so much. I mean, we don't really live in the NBA where, you know, there's a ton of lockdown defenders. It's just more team defense and, and communicating and, and being on the split line in that second and third effort that I just feel sometimes Younger players have a hard time understanding you've got to play the complete 24 seconds. You have to end it with a defensive rebound. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's something that the coaching staff has been preaching all season. I'm sure that's something that Draymond has been telling these young guys all season. So I don't feel like it's something you can turn on, but I still, still feel like they have time to kind of build some sort of identity uh, in these last 20 to 25 games. Matt, this certainly feels like while they're trying to squeeze out whatever's left out of this run, they're also preparing for what's next, and we all don't know what that's going to look like. Because of the time you've spent with them, what's your best guess on how important you think it is to Draymond Green and Klay Thompson to finish their career as Warriors? Uh, I mean, I think obviously they both would like to do that. I think, uh, you know, the the injury has set Klay back uh, a little bit. And, you know, he's someone that, that, that has mentally struggled with it at times. Um, Draymond, you know, he has been the heart and soul of this team since he's got an opportunity to start playing. Uh, I think in the 15th season, when David Lee got hurt in the 14th season, he's been a consistent heart and soul of this team. So I think it would be very important, not only for those two guys, but I also think Steph wants those guys to finish their careers as, uh, as Warriors. So, um I think they know this is a business. We all outside the game and former players know it's a business, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, it's all going to come down to money. You know, this team is, is heavy in the luxury tax, and, and, you know, guys like Clay and, and Dre have been paid well their entire career, so it'll be interesting to see how, uh, you know, pay cuts work or, or, or are taken or even wanted to be, you know, taken. So I'm glad that I'm not in management because these are the tough decisions that, you know, Bob and the rest of these guys have to make. And at some point, you've got to say goodbye to star players, high-paid players. Matt, you're a guy who made his bones largely on the defensive end. What do you think of where the NBA is now in terms of pace and the fact that most teams struggle to play any defense at all? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, it's a, it's a glorified pickup game right now. Um, you know, a uh, very high-level of offensive skill, I think, is being demonstrated night in, night out. Uh, a lot of individuality. Um, but then you see the teams that end up winning it are teams that play, have great ball movement and, and know how to play defense. So, you know, I think defense is, is not necessarily to the forefront anymore, uh, but that's only when it comes to the regular season because we know you have to play defense uh, to have any real chance to make a championship run. But, you know, the defense is, 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 is non-existent. I think that's why I said a little bit earlier, it's not so much about individually lock-up defenders. Now it's just more about team defense and, and being on the same page and being on the screen and, 
you know, able to communicate and making those second uh, and third efforts. So, Matt, you said a couple of minutes ago that this is not something that can be fixed overnight. Um, and, and the playoffs are only about, you know, six to eight weeks away. So, you know, r- real talk. Like, do you think the Warriors are a contender right now or not? Uh, I'm still holding out hope because we all know there's there's, there's not a more experienced team as far as playoffs and, and winning rings in the NBA right now than this current team uh, with these current core guys. And, and again, you are seeing flashes from guys like Kaminga. I think he's starting to come around. Uh, Jordan Poole is obviously extremely uh, offensively talented. I don't think he values the ball enough. I don't think he understands how important each possession is, particularly come uh, playoff time. Um, they still do have a lot of weapons. Uh, they're just going to have to figure out how to get those weapons to play on both sides of the ball. But Matt, I, do, uh, yeah. I, I am holding out hope. Uh, Matty, thanks, man. Hit him straight, okay? All right, guys. Have a good day. All right, there he goes. Matt Barnes uh, is uh, is headed to the links. For, uh, for he's 18. at the links, you yeah. can tell. Yeah. He's probably on the putting green right now. I bet he's at Mountain Gate. I was thinking about because he said he's, he's in the Gate. valley. In the valley, and he went around the corner. Oh, there's a, I mean, there's a golf course. There's a ton. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to look <laughs> at this. Area. There's one I played up in Chatsworth. It's kind of tucked into the hills. I'd have to remember that name, but that's, yeah. that's where I would bet he is. Yeah, anyway, uh, that's good life. Uh, anyway, uh, 1040 in the morning on a Wednesday. Good hey, for playing you. golf. Good yeah, for you, man. That's the way that goes. Good for you. Listen, here's someone who's saying it's not as simple as turn the key and just try harder. And so I know that's what Draymond said last night. And for those of you who are just kind of dialing in and, and, and figuring out what was going on with the Warriors last night, maybe you were on a date and you didn't watch the Warrior game, um, here's Draymond after the game. You know, defense is all one to two steps extra. I'm going to take that extra step to get there or I'm not. And that's all I will. And we don't have that as a team. You can have it as individuals. I can have that myself. No one can have that. But if you don't collectively have that, it's just like if you put a team together and it's like one guy can really get after it. Nobody else brings anything on that side of the ball. They don't even bring effort. You can put Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or anybody else out there on offense. If no one else is going to want to do the extra things, then it doesn't work. And so you have to do it collectively. And that is a huge responsibility that falls on my shoulders, and I haven't gotten us there. Okay, so, uh, yeah, you love the accountability, uh, but it's also not realistic. No, it's false accountability. But you can't. a, a player can't do that by himself. It's like an offensive line, Mark where you've got five guys on the offensive line and every time you run a play, if all five aren't sold out to do their job and block their guy and play their role and do their responsibility, if one guy lets down, well, then the play blows up. You might have four of your five offensive linemen all blocking where they're supposed to block, pass block, run block, whatever it is, but the one guy doesn't do his job, and so the one defender slips through, and now it's no gain on a play that should have gone for eight or nine yards. That's what defense basically is, and Draymond is on an offensive line right now where he's one of only maybe two guys on any possession who are doing their job and defending at the level they should defend. So I, I get that he wants to take accountability as a leader, and I admire that from Draymond Green, but if you look across the line of guys that he's actually on the court playing with, you don't have good individual defenders anymore. Well, so that's can't instead of won't is basically what you're saying. Yes, I, it's I, more can't than won't. I mean, I agree with you because the premise that he's throwing out there doesn't really make sense. Like, are you telling me that Clay Thompson is just not trying hard? 
Hey, Clay's not the issue. Clay's not the Well, but he is one of the issues. He's one of the issues. He didn't but... used to be one of the issues, and he's a champion, and the Warriors have literally never lost with a healthy Clay Thompson. So am I now to believe that Clay, as Draymond said, is just not willing to take the extra step? Or is he talking to Jordan Poole, which he very well might be? I mean, he might be at the front of the line, if you will. And, you know, we had a caller earlier that said, look, Jordan Poole is just not, he's not a winning basketball player. And by the way, I think that's a conversation that is still very much evolving. He might be. I don't know. And this happens in the NBA all the time. Somebody gets the nine-figure deal, and then you find out later that he's empty stat guy. And sometimes that's circumstantial and lucky. Like, do you, you know, do you end up on a team? If Klay Thompson had been drafted by Charlotte, he would have been empty stat guy, right? Because they're not, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, Kemba Walker. Jordan Poole, that answer still needs to come. I don't know if Jordan Poole can be a very frontline scoring piece on a winning team. I don't know the answer to that yet. Well, I, I know the answer. And, I mean, I, you don't know the answer until you see a guy's career play out. But watching the way he plays, the answer is no. He can't be. And we've talked about this, Mark. You and I had this debate. If he is your one, you're 25 and 57, in my opinion, because of the fact that he is offensively careless with the basketball. He turns it over a lot. He is a very good scorer. He takes some questionable shots, and he can't defend. So if he's your best player, you're not a very good team. If he's your fourth best player, you're a championship team. That, to me, is where Jordan Poole is right now. Now, yeah, can right he ever, now, yeah. can can he he ever that, become that? That's the question. that As you're talking, I'm sitting there going, can he get better? He did once. Right. I mean, look at offensively what he did. But is he more likely to be Allen Iverson, or is he more likely to be... Kemba Walker or John Wall well, or a player like that. Definitely, nobody's likely to be AI. That's like a true great. You know what I mean? Even no, though I know. Jordan Poole plays similar to AI in terms of his quickness and his ability to get buckets. I, I guess my question for Jordan would be, okay, what's next? You, you did this. You went from G League to 20 a night at right, right. $130 million. You did that. So now what's next? You have the bag. Are you going to sit with the bag and go, I have the ability to score 30 in the NBA? And I'm good. Or are you going to look at this and go, I am not a well-rounded enough player yet, and therefore now that same energy that I put into becoming a great offensive player, I now need to go do that in the offseason on the defensive side. He needs to channel Steph Curry in terms of what Steph Curry did in relation to that big D energy. And by D... I mean defense. It's, good, you, it's a good pause. Thank you. It's a great, a couple of great <laughs> pauses. Dibley here. If you look at pause. Steph Curry's trajectory, forget the offensive end because you can't expect Jordan Poole to be no, like Steph, Steph Curry right. offensive. Right, no right, one's right. ever going to be Steph Curry right. again. That's different. But Jordan Poole defensively, he is Steph Curry. Steph Curry was a defensive liability for the early part of his career. And you know what Steph did, Mark? He went into the gym, and he got stronger. And he went in the lab, shout out Guru, and he got better on defense. And Steph Curry, 
This year's a tough one because he's been in and out of the lineup so much, but go back to last year. Steph Curry has become, at the very least, a competent Correct. defender. Yeah. You might even say he's a little bit above average. Well, I mean, so can Jordan Poole channel right. that big D energy? Not everybody has the, the, the ability to be a great defender. And I, if you can no, score, but you can work at it, to yes, Draymond's point. You can be passable. Like, if you can score 25 a night, the league doesn't ask you to be a great defender. You don't need to be a great defender. You need to be not awful. You need to be not awful. Right. If you want to, if that, to me, if you want to really be that well-rounded, if you want to be a key piece or the piece on a contending team, you've got to be more well-rounded. I'm still going to sit here and say, like, let's wait and see if Jordan becomes that. I know some people want to trade him in the offseason. You want to give up on him. That's fine. Or you want to just live in this moment and say, this is a frustrating player. This is a player who, who you know, whatever he gets on one end, he gives up on the other. That's a net zero at best. I, I get all that. But let's see. Let's see what he does. Jordan Poole is still at a point in his career where every year should look very different than the year before. Last year, he established himself as like, oh my gosh, this is a guy who's going to get paid. He can score a lot. But don't forget what happened when we got to the playoffs. We got to the playoffs, and all of a sudden, it was kind of a series-by-series discussion as to whether Jordan was really going to pop or, oh my God, we got to get him the hell off the floor. He's still learning. He's still learning. And as we talked about yesterday, he's been asked to do so many different things week to week. Oh, this week you're our starting point guard. Now you're our sixth man. Now you're our starting two guard. Now you're back to our sixth man. Uh, There's been difficulty getting continuity for him, and he's still very young. I don't know what he's going to do next. Right. What I hope is is that he realizes he's got to do something next. Well, and what he has to do, and I hope he heard the Draymond Green quote, and I hope that he's listening to the show because the one thing that he can do between now and next October to get better is get stronger and dedicate yourself to playing defense. Draymond's not talking only about Jordan Poole in that cut. That's unfair to say that Jordan Poole was the lone target no, no, of no. Draymond's cut. Could be top of the list, But though. he is talking about Jordan yeah, Poole. Yeah. And so that's when I look at Steph Curry's trajectory as a player. Steph Curry became a score unlike any we'd ever seen before in the association, but where he really made as big, if not a bigger improvement, is on defense. And to Draymond's point, that comes from attitude, determination, and want to. If Jordan Poole is going to get to that point where he's going to earn that bag and he's going to really be the front line for a team, you've got to play better defense. All right, a couple things. Warriors Community Foundation is excited to announce the February auction presented by Cash Creek Casino Resort. It's live now through Sunday, February 19th. they got a wide variety of items for auction, including signed jerseys, tickets to games, and even the chance to meet some of your favorite athletes in person. Don't miss out on what is a very exciting opportunity to give back and score some amazing sports memorabilia at the same time. So go to warriors.com slash auctions for that. Chris Rose is going to join us in about 10 minutes. One of our favorite dudes because he's one of these, like we can go any direction we want. You now have Justin Fields trade rumors at the top of the NFL draft board. Um, We can talk to him about Derek Carr for sure. I do think that's an interesting question. If the Raiders end up with Jimmy Garoppolo, did they get better? Um, Did they get worse? I, I mean, it, it was it was a bold move for them to be moving off of Derek Carr. And then there's also this. There's all the MLB rules changes. 
Plus, I guess Chris just had Jock Peterson and Logan Webb on his podcast. Wow. And got some pretty, pretty interesting stuff about the Aaron and Arson judge nice. experiences. And the Carlos Correa, right? Along with the Carlos yeah. Correa experience. And I know that this is no, oh my gosh, no one wants to experience these again. But uh, just in, 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 in hearing about this podcast and thinking about what the guy said, it just brings to forefront again, like, what an unprecedented offseason to twice as a fan base be told that you landed mm. a landmark massive free agent and end up with neither of them. Yeah. Farhan Zaidi. Good Lord. Over two. And uh, still... Well, the Aaron Judge thing wasn't, you know, he wasn't. That was just somebody, that was a reporter with a bad right, tweet. Right, right, but it was a, the Correa it was a team yeah. on the pursuit of a player and falling short. And, you know, yep. for whatever reason, we can talk about whether or not he would ever have come here, this and that. The team put him in their sights, and they went after him, and they didn't get him. And then they pivoted to Carlos Correa... And the team went after him. They had him in their sights. They had him in town. They, ha- they got they him. They had pen to paper. And then, and then they, they let him off him. the hook. So yeah. well, we'll see what Carlos Correa does. I mean, more and I'm about fascinated the- by that. If Carlos Correa goes out and he has a flare-up in May and he never plays baseball again, then it's a vindication sensation totally. for Farhan. But even if he plays well, I, you know, I think the Mets and Giants points are like, we're, we're talking about 12- and 13-year deals here. So if he has a good year this year... That does not necessarily put to bed right. the conversation. Seven good years, though, makes you That's look bad. That's going to put to bed the conversation. I mean, even six or seven years. I, I just, I mean it more about the fan experience, though. Like the Aaron Judge thing, like going after a free agent and missing him is something that every fan experiences all the time. Sure. But being told, you got him. You got him. Oh, no, 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 never mind. You didn't. No, get you don't him. get him. Yeah. And then you got this guy. No, you had that guy. And then you get him. And then... You let him go. No, 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 we don't No, got you him. had him. I know. And you let him go. I just mean the Like, fan. Judge, you never had him. But the, that was, a, that was but misinformation. But, but for, that's what I'm talking about, No, though. I'm with you, though, Mark. For the fan, for a half hour, yeah. or whatever what it was, a half hour for 18 was. minutes, we had him. Yeah. We had I still remember where I was. I do, too. I was driving right there. I on was heading the, into the Caldecott Tunnel. Yeah. By yeah. the time I got home. Camino Alto out of Larkspur. Dude. Oh, my Highway God. 24, bumper to bumper. I mean, and it's a windy road. Before I, I got I, home, it was over. Arson judge. No, it was quick. Arson judge. It was quick. <laughs> no, but to your point, from a fan standpoint Come and on. the fan experience, and I know that they uh, allegedly had fan fest. I'm told that they had. They did. If you well, have a fest and you get fewer than 10,000 people, you got to change the name to Fan Gathering or Fan Cluster. I've been to Fan Fests at that park where it's been forty to 50,000 people, sure. and you can't even breathe in that building. Well, did you see This the, was not a fest. You saw the, oh, the weather! The Padres Get fan? You here. saw the Padres fan fest. That thing was Padre Palooza. Yeah, but people were ticked. It, it, it That's was, how it used to be right, down to 13 It was too King. much of a fest. Like, oh, I've been in line for three hours, and I can't get in. Yeah. Like, it the, used to be like that at Third and King. Ain't no party like a Padre party right now, man. Ain't no party. If you have fewer than 10,000 fans, it's you. not a fest. No, look, the Giants fan base is mad. That's not news. But, I mean, this this offseason, and I do wonder, and I guess this is what Jock and Logan, I can't wait to hear this because I wonder what this was like for them. 
You know, teammates, they're not out there signing people. They had the same experience we did except for teammate. Like, John right. Peterson thought Arson Judge was going to be on the in the outfield with I think him. about Brandon Crawford in terms oh, of... That one, boy, too. He's Googling how to play third base, <laughs> and he's, like, going through his Google search of how do I play... How the hell do I well, play third base? I can't... We should ask Crawford, whenever we talk to him this year, what it would have been like if the Warriors had rescinded the GP2 trade because what they would have done with James Wiseman is a little bit like what the Giants did do with Brandon Crawford. Hey, Brandon. They call him back and be like, so, um, we actually really think you're a great shortstop. And Oh, my God. So I know what we said yesterday and everything, but, I mean, like, that had so to Brandon, be. So, Brandon, if there's runners on first and second and there's a ground ball, you may want to cover the bag. No, 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 not that bag. This oversized base. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so. We should get him on. I know you got a line to him. Uh, get him on. We'll get him on. Get him on. Now? You get him on. I'll get him on. Pitchers and catchers. He's not a pitcher or a catcher. Brandon Crawford, please report to... Shortstop? Also not a third baseman. A good point. Uh, Willard and Dibbs <laughs> is sponsored by In at Back the Tides. Yeah, book your getaway. In at the Tides. Bodega Bay, iconic in at the Tides. Their midweek winter special offers the lowest rates of the year, starting at just $1.99 per night. Enjoy stunning views, refreshed rooms, and free breakfast. Book now, in at the Tides. Dot com. Plenty more time for your phone calls coming up in the <clears throat> excuse me 11 o'clock hour. But Chris Rose will join us next to talk through all of that. And Doc Pandia in a half hour. Steph Curry, GP2, Brock Purdy. We'll get to all of it on Willard and Dibs. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.